Welcome to Good News from Listening for Clues. We are Lauren Welch and John Chemetek, deacons in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. And today we've got some good news for you. We're going to be meeting our special guest, Daniel Jacoby, who is the Assistant Director of ERICA, which is the Episcopal Refugee and Immigrant Center Alliance. That's a mouthful and hard to remember, but Daniel uh, is a teacher most of his professional life and has taught in uh, several countries, Czechoslovakia, Finland, Israel, and a good piece of time right here in Maryland. And you're here to talk about a special program, Pathways to College. Welcome, Daniel. We're glad to have you today. Great. Thanks for having me. We are very happy to have you, Daniel, and really excited to learn more about Pathways to College. Uh, so tell us, how and why did it get started? So uh, it didn't start with a program. It started with the need of a particular uh, Afghan woman who arrived okay. to Erica. She needed housing. She needed uh, access to uh, medical care. And she was moving from another part of the country. And like all refugee stories, it's a very long and complicated story. Um, and when she came, she had all of these you know, physical and practical immediate needs. And the thing that she said over and over again is she has to finish her education. She was in college when the Taliban took over and she wanted to finish her degree. And she said, education will save my life. And so that is what we started doing with helping her to get into a university and to find something that would be affordable. And we went to several universities, not knowing what would, what would happen. And since I've had three children get into college, I know it's a long and unpleasant mm. process. And, um, or at least it was for, for me. Uh, and, but uh, all the colleges were very receptive and Goucher College uh, gave her a full scholarship. Wow. And seemed mm. unlikely and utterly wonderful. And so she's currently a student at Goucher and will be finishing this year. And then uh, that seemed amazing. And then we learned of a family who had several uh, children who were in college or about to start college. And they were living in the extended stay hotels by the airport. And we went down and introduced ourselves and we tried to recreate what had happened with the first person. Uh, and Notre Dame of Maryland gave two of those uh, young women, full scholarships, which also seemed uh, uh, just uh, unlikely and, and very wonderful. What Erica was adding then was they needed uh, intensive academic English. The English was very good, but not quite American university level. And so Erica raised some money and then uh, supported them through that English program. And they're also at Notre Dame of Maryland. And so then it started to become a program. And the form of the program is that Erica raises money to pay for the intensive academic English. It provides uh, pro bono college guidance from pro bono college guidance counselors uh, who have been very generous with their time. Um, and then guidance through, through the process of finding a place to go to college. Uh, and also uh, to building relationships with the universities and colleges in the area uh, to try and make that path a little easier. If you're a displaced person, it's complicated if you're from Maryland. Uh, it, it's very complicated 
treated if you're from Afghanistan or some other country. Um, so learning English is one thing. Learning words like FAFSA is you know, another level. So that was the origin of the program. Wow. It's so it sounds like it's pretty complicated to kind of get them to navigate through the system. You talked about even us as and for us as uh, parents and, and grandparents uh, of college students now, uh, definitely empathize with that. Did the colleges open their doors to you right away, or did you have other barriers that you had to overcome? Was this because this was an unknown need? I'm guessing. Uh, yes. So one is just the practical matter of transferring credits from a foreign country. Another is is making sure that uh, the in immigration status of the students will allow them to get federal funding. And these these topics, <laughs> they go into bewildering levels of weeds very quickly. So I apologize if that happens. Um, but questions like who gets in-state tuition and who does not get in-state tuition? Who is eligible for in-state tuition? Uh, there's an issue we're having right now where um, a student has temporary protected status, which he applied for, and also came here uh, on, has OAR stamped in his I-94, <laughs> which means he's here under Operation Allies Welcome. Does that spell it? Anyway, so one of those statuses means he can get FAFSA, and the other status means he cannot get FAFSA. So, so one gets funding, one doesn't get funding. Oh, wow. And how is that? You know, that's a matter to communicate between the Department of Homeland Security and the university, mm -hmm. and then just the bureaucratic um, complexity that all institutions have. Uh, but I have found all colleges we've talked to either can help and do, or they want to help. They're constrained by finances or, or the timing of it. Um, so one university, uh, their main group that they want their financial aid to go to are students from Baltimore City who need financial aid. So that's a wonderful thing. But that that means if you're a refugee, that doesn't fit in. One of the pathways candidates needed dental care. And this is more weeds, but uh, uh, Medicaid doesn't pay for redoing dental work. And this person had bad dental work in Afghanistan. And so it was a $4,000 bill. I'm like, wow. that's just ching. and but it's your teeth and you need, to, <laughs> you need to chew. And so I just asked my dentist over in Pikesville and she said, sure, just have him come over on Saturday. And that was surprising and wonderful. Uh, and he got, he showed up and they just did it for free. Or, uh, there was another person who's, an, uh, Ethiopian woman and she had a very complicated situation, but one of her problems was tax and getting taxes and how to do that. And I asked my tax guy, because I'm certainly not the person to go to for tax advice. And he said, sure, just have her, have her call. And so I found people to be generous. That's good news. <laughs> yeah. If you ask, right. Is that the message? Just ask, ask. just right. ask. Yeah. Yeah. And, and asking personally. So, you know, we have to raise money for pathways and we could use a quarter of a million dollars, but just asking, you know, on this podcast, it might not arrive. <laughs> but if I find individual people and over time, people share what they can, um, it will, it will slowly build. It has been so far. Yeah. 
people share when they hear stories. When you share the stories of the people that you're asking for. Yes. And that's the most powerful thing that, that we have. I mean, the, the currency of this whole enterprise is really gratitude, (laughs) different forms of gratitude, but you do hear just horrendous stories about what it's like being a Hazara, um, trying to evacuate from Afghanistan. I don't know if you remember in, in 2001, there was a bomb at one of the gates of the Kabul airport and they had gone through, but their parents hadn't gone through yet. And because of that bomb, they weren't killed, but they're still in Afghanistan. And those three got out, but their parents didn't. Those kinds of stories are almost unimaginable, or I guess at some level it is unimaginable. Um, but then there are other stories uh, of you know people just living their lives in a new circumstance uh, and, and adjusting to a new culture and how people do things. For example, one couple, they arrived and they was late October. And so they're, they're from Afghanistan, from the Muslim world and culturally Afghan. And, and uh, some children arrived at their door on the 31st of October and they oh my had, goodness. had costumes on. And he said, they opened bags that had candy in them. And she said, thank you so much. I'm so glad you get candy to us. And I said, really? Said, yes. And she said, I, I have some chocolate. Is that good? They said, yeah, that'd be good. You know, stories like that are also, you know, it's a wonderful complex mix. But the task of Pathways is to help people get where they're going. I wouldn't want to use someone's story to further the program, although at some level you, you need to. Well, it makes it real for people, doesn't it? I mean, if they hear a story that sounds true and it's coming from the heart. Uh, right. then, it, then it becomes much real. So how does this uh, whole thing affect you personally, Daniel? So this is one of the, the three kind of main areas at, at Erica. I'm, I'm trying to learn uh, enough immigration law to be useful, to get some kind of um, partial accreditation from the, from the DOJ. Another is, is all, all the things that, that very small nonprofits do you know, raising money and organizing things and f- figuring out where the receipts went and that kind of thing. Um, and I would say the most, yeah, the most emotionally rewarding part is, is certainly helping individual people get to where they want to go. And so uh, I think one of the difficulties is uh, because I'm, I'm new to the nonprofit world and I'm a, I'm from the school world. And so there's a clear structure to schools, even though, of course, teenagers are (laughs) inherently unpredictable. But you know, on a Tuesday, where you're supposed to do and what your responsibilities are and where you should, where you should go. And, you know, there's a, there's a structure to that. But in this world, it's, it's much more free flowing, certainly in terms of when things happen and how things happen. And so it's been an adjustment to know when I'm not supposed to be doing things. Um, and also the, the need is so gigantic and I can, I can help who I can help. And we all need to decide what the limits of that are, but that's, that's been the difficult part. Um, and it's just very, it's, it's enormously satisfying to help, you know, to gladden the hearts of people around us. (laughs) 
you know, we don't have much time and it's good to be useful to other people. And so that's, that's very, very satisfying to me. I hope to do this for as long as, as long as I can. Oh, that's great. That's great. Do you have, uh, is there such a thing as a measure of success in this kind of a situation? I think if, I mean, the whole point is to help refugees and asylum seekers get what they want. Uh, and the more of that, the better. Has there been anything that surprised you that you didn't expect? I think the level of complexity of the laws that well, yeah. govern our immigration system, I always knew it was very complicated. Initially, when I was just beginning, immigration lawyers seemed to speak an incomprehensible language <laughs> and refer it where the words seem to have meanings I didn't quite understand. And then after I've learned more, now I can't speak without speaking in those terms. <laughs> <laughs> so you're learning, you're learning a new language too. <laughs> a new language and, and uh, has been, been surprising. I think some parts of immigration law are amazingly wonderful. So the Violence Against Women Act, for example, has enormously beneficial uh, consequences for some of the most vulnerable uh, immigrants. And then there are incredibly harsh <laughs> parts and which laws, which are just, which are much harsher than I thought they would be. Hmm. So if you come into the United States without being inspected and you are expelled and then you come back in and then you're expelled again, then you are forbidden from coming to the United States. Ever. Forever. That's it. So yeah. Daniel, I'm wondering, um, uh, although I don't know that anyone's going to come forth with the quarter of a million that you mentioned uh, earlier, but uh, people may come forth with something or they may want to learn more about this or the Afghan situation for refugees or about Erica and how can they become involved? How can they help? What would you say about that? I think the best way is to go to the Erica website. That's www.erica-baltimore.org. Pathways to College is just one part of, of Erica. Um, but to go there to learn more about what Erica is doing. And if someone wants to volunteer, everyone has different talents and abilities. And to just get in touch with me, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. So there are things that are very uh, difficult to find, like an immigration lawyer. There's an immigration lawyer or, or a college counselor or someone or a social worker who's looking for a place to do something good, then please call me. <laughs> but most people are not those. And the needs are tremendous. So needs like transportation, that's a real barrier for, for people in Baltimore, for Erica participants. And so helping people get around, that's a real, that's a real help. Uh, but to get in touch with me and, and I can see what we can do. Eric is a very small, I mean, it is two people. And the two of you just do amazing, amazing work. Uh, so we'll put the Erica link in the show notes for people that are listening or watching. Certainly. Is that the best way to reach you as well as through the Erica website? Uh, yes. Or just to just send me an email. We'll put it in the show notes as well, if that's okay. That's great. It doesn't have to be a quarter of a million dollars to donate. <laughs> okay.
As a friend once said, no gift is too small and no gift is too large. That's excellent. That's excellent. Okay, very good. Uh, anything you'd like to add? or uh, Lauren, and I absolutely want to thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. This has been uh, just great. I would just want to express gratitude to all the various individuals and uh, donors to Erica and college counselors who are helping out and universities and people who do policy who have been willing to help. That's what makes it happen. So I just, I just want to express gratitude to for all of the supporters. And if you want to meet some of them on June 22nd, Eric ah. is having a celebration on World Refugee Day. It's on a Thursday evening. Um, and there will be a silent auction and there will be music and food and celebration. And it'll be at the church, the Cathedral of the Incarnation. Cathedral of the Incarnation in Baltimore. I bet there's some neat things probably going to uh, be available at the uh, at the silent auction. There always are. So, uh, yeah, yes. great. We'll, uh, we'll put a little link in the uh, show notes as well so people can find that uh, easily. Thanks once again, Daniel. We appreciate your being with us today. John and Lauren, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. And we now we want John and I want to thank our viewers and our listeners. We couldn't do this without you. We are so grateful for your time. We ask you to comment, to like, and to share the podcast or the or the video on all your social medias if you would like. Until next time, peace and blessings. Good News is being brought to you by Listening for Clues. You can find us on our website, listeningforclues.com, our YouTube channel, our Vimeo channel, and just about every podcast platform that there is. Hope to see you soon.